Welcome to Bible Reading Today. Glad you've joined us. And today we're going to be finishing up our study out of the book of Romans on assurance of salvation. This is Lesson 19. Now, if you've been following along with these studies for the last 18 weeks, you should by now have come to the understanding that your salvation has been accomplished by God for you. Without your contributing a single thing, God has done it all. We've studied a number of precious doctrines to anchor us to this realization. And today we're going to reach the climax of these studies in assurance, coming to the most famous statement of our security in all of Scripture, Romans 8, verses 31 through 39. So let's dive in. Romans 8, 31 to 39 begins in verse 31, where it says, What then shall we say to these things? And we ask ourselves, what things? Well, everything that we've been studying between 5, 1, and 2, and 8, 30. All of the doctrines pertaining to our being in Christ. Those doctrines detail for us all of the things that God has done through Christ to save us. And they all testify to one conclusion. The conclusion is that God is for us. And so the verses goes on, and it says, If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? If God is for us to such an extent that he would give up his own son, is it even possible to imagine that he'll now withhold any good thing from us, including our final salvation. That's unthinkable. Verse 33 continues, Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Could it really be possible that God, who's gone to such effort to put us in a right relationship with himself, could it really be possible that he would now change his mind and cast us away? impossible. And verse 34 continues, who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who's at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Will Jesus, who died for us, who's been raised for us, who even now is interceding for us with the Father, will he now turn his back on us? That's unreasonable. Having gone to all the trouble to rescue us, it's beyond belief that God would now let us slip from his hand somehow. But we might say to ourselves, perhaps we can do something to drive a wedge between God's love for us and ourselves. We go through many difficult things. Maybe we'll fail this seeming test. Well, what about that? Well, he talks to us about that in verses 35 through 37. It says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Since we're suffering all these trials for his sake, sharing in his suffering at his purpose uh, at his des- as part of his design. 
Would he ever stop loving us and considering all that he has done for our sake? No. So the conclusion is, for I'm sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the climax, and here's the crucial point. Nothing in heaven, nothing on earth, can ever separate us from God's love for us in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. We've got to grasp this. The entire issue of our assurance is wrapped up in this last sentence. God loves us, and he'll never allow anything in all of heaven and earth to come between us and himself in Jesus Christ. You know, the issue of our assurance is not ultimately a doctrinal question. The doctrines we've studied are wonderful, but they're simply the evidence testifying to the fact that God loves us. Love is the crucial element in this matter of assurance. The Apostle John tells us in 1 John 4.18 that perfect love casts out fear. And what that means is that you'll never be sure of your salvation until you know you are loved by God. Fear of losing one's salvation doesn't come from doctrinal uncertainty. It comes because we're afraid that God is not really interested in loving us. And that is a groundless fear for anyone who is in Christ. You wouldn't be in Christ unless God loved you. Think of all that God has done for you and thank him for his love. And if you're still trembling, wondering about the whole thing, ask God to open his heart to you so that you will know that you are loved. And then search the scriptures until he answers that prayer. This brings us to an end of our consideration of assurance of salvation. Join us next time for a new study called Foundational Truths. We're going to begin to look at things from the Old Testament and the New Testament that need to be a foundation for all of our Bible reading so that we can understand it as it properly should be understood. So we look forward to joining you again then. In the interim, in the meantime, thanks again for coming, and we'll see you next time.